Ask the Podcast Coach for June 26, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It's not Friday. We'll explain that later. It's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there from the average guy.tv is the one and only Jim Cullison. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. It's a good to be here on Ask the Podcast Coach, and uh, it's I'm glad that it is Saturday today. Yes, it was. Uh, I, I traveled this week for the first time in a long time, and I got home and was on uh. I between I just basically I was convinced yesterday was Saturday. Yeah. And, like and, beyond like everything everything in your body said it was Saturday. Yeah, like and, I could not convince you otherwise. And, and I went through my typical Saturday morning routine, started going out to Facebook groups and and looking for questions and such and I mean set I was up, you set up Clubhouse. Set up Clubhouse. It, it auto tweeted. Yeah. That was that was the first that first realization I was like I was looking at my Twitter and I was like, you know, Dave's on going to be on Clubhouse or whatever it says. I was like, I wonder if he's got his days mixed up. Very much and so. so. I, I sent you a note. I sent you a note on Twitter. Uh, you, you obviously didn't see it. Yeah. And then in Slack, like at 920, I get this, hey, are you coming? <laughs> and I said, hey, isn't today Friday? <laughs> yes. And I looked down and I was like, hey, you know, it is. So not only was it not time for Ask the Podcast Coach, I was late to work. I was like, mm. oh, okay. So that was, uh, it was yeah. fun. It happens. but uh, well, It does. It does happen. Well, you know what also happens is is uh, coffee. Yeah. Coffee's, a, coffee's a, which you needed yesterday. It was a coffee I pour. I needed a coffee pour, really. That's what I did. And, uh, of course, that coffee pour is brought to you by your good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need a piece of artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a full-blown website, if you need a lead magnet, anything that you want to look super professional, then you got to go over and see Mark at podcastbranding.co. Not only is he an award-winning graphic artist, but he's also a podcaster, and you have no idea what a bonus that is until you work with Mark because he gets it already. And I'm not just saying this because he's a sponsor. I'm saying it because he's the guy that designed the Ask the Podcast Coach artwork, the School of Podcasting artwork, and the Podcast Rodeo Show artwork. So I know of what I say. I'm not just uh, a, he's not just a paid sponsor. He's a friend and he's really, really good. So if you want to look professional, check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Cappuccino, hold the And the one thing I can say, well, let me say this up first. My trip to Dallas, I was in I was in Grapevine, Texas at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference or some some arrangement of those words. It might have been <laughs> Spark Podcast Christian. No, it's Christian Podcast Christian Conference. Yeah. I think I think you had it right. Which was in a, a corner of the NRB, which is the National Religious Broadcasters, or as I call it, old white dudes in suits. And mm-hmm. um that was huge. And even though getting there, and I always do this, I always take the first flight out. Why? Because you never know 
when there's going to be an issue. And I'm so glad I did that because the second and third flights were canceled. And what's interesting is when you are freaking out, I've said this before when people have like, I have a launch date and I need to get this done and you start doing stupid things. Well, I was freaking out because I really needed to get to Dallas and I'm at the counter going, the guy's like, well, we can put you on this flight. Oh, that's canceled. That's canceled. And I'm like, are any other flights like, are, do you have a window to other airlines? Can you see if other airlines are flying to, to Dallas? And he kind of very politely looked at me and said, yeah, the storm's going to, going to affect everyone. Like spirit was like, oh, we'll drive into the thunderstorm. We don't care. So and I was kind of like, oh yeah, that would that would make sense. So I I did. Where, where were you stuck? Wait, I was stuck in, in Chicago. I went from in Cleveland Chicago. to Chicago, and then Chicago yeah. to Dallas was stuck. Yeah. And I finally yeah. got on. Uh, I was number three in standby for a seven o'clock flight. So I ended up my day started at four in the morning Eastern Standard Time, and it mm-hmm. ended about one a.m. Central yeah. Time or whatever Dallas. It was a long day. So I say that to say even with that, uh, in person events like hands down no contest blow online virtual stuff out of the water no offense to anyone doing online virtual stuff but once again the kind of uh the the lunches i had the dinners i had far outweighed because again like you and i go there and if they're doing a bunch of like podcasting 101 stuff we're kind of like okay but here's the cool you're ready for like what sounds like a humble brag but it was just so cool and i got to tell somebody yeah, yeah. Me and um, uh, Thomas from authormedia.com. He's super, he's like a book guy and publisher, really nice guy, but he's also a podcaster, been podcasting since I think 2005 or six. And so we're walking into the NRB and we're kind of just walking around there and there's a, a white dude in a suit and he's got a, some sort of thing. And he says, he says, Oh, what are you guys looking for? We're like, Oh, do you guys have any podcast stuff going on? Oh, there's a podcast thing in the back corner. So we walk back there and it's already started. It's kind of a podcasting one-on-one thing. I think it's how to grow your podcast. And so we walk in and because we're about, I don't know, three minutes late, we just stand in the back and all these like people with huge, like the one woman, uh, Tara Lee something, uh, has 75 million downloads after two years of doing a podcast. It's a wow. daily show, but 75 wow. yeah. million downloads. Yeah. And the executive producer of Focus on the Family is there as well, uh, Robert uh, Kirkpatrick. And somebody asked Robert like a question about how to grow your podcast. And I was like, well, I can go home now. Because uh, Robert goes, well, if you really want to know how to grow your podcast, you just need to talk to that guy back there. That's Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And I was nice. like, all right, I can go home now. That doesn't suck. So that was a fun way to start the conference. That's nice. Congratulations. That's yeah. always nice, right? And, and that, did you get, did, did that generate any? It did. Yeah. I, I was like, well, I can't leave till this thing is over. And I had about five yeah. people come up and uh, threw a yeah. couple of business cards at people. And uh, it was fun. But uh, right. but the the... The in the hall stuff, like I, I have some really interesting ideas for the school of podcasting that I want to implement going forward and things of that nature. And it's just, it's just fun. And plus it's the people I saw last, well, actually it's weird because you say last year, but it wasn't last year. It was two years ago, but I, it's uh, the last conference. So that was, uh, that was cool and uh, a lot of fun. And um, so if you have a chance to go to a in-person conference and it's in the budget and you you can handle it. I, I definitely, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, this was definitely uh, worth it. And so um, the other thing I should probably do, Jim, before we go any further is because this was the Spark uh, Christian Podcast Conference. You know, we need one of these. 
You guessed it. Invisible Sky Buddy alert. Invisible Sky Buddy alert. Beware. And the thing uh, was interesting. Here's the thing I thought was interesting about this, right? You have one topic, right? Which is, you know, it's the J word, right? Everybody's talking Jesus there. Right. And I go into the the huge exhibitors area and a lot of it was like getting older churches to like embrace the digital way of receiving offering and different mm-hmm. lots of books, lots of books on all this stuff. But there's this giant like old boat and people are like, oh my gosh, it's the boat. And I'm like, the boat? And there's this thing called the chosen. And I, I kept finding this out that I'm like, apparently not as far into the Christian bubble as I need to be mm. because I kept People kept saying, well, you know, um, well, you probably heard, you know, Dr. Steve, you know, Jones. And I'd be like, uh, no. And they'd be, and then somebody else was like, oh, well, you've probably heard of, you know, Martha Schminkerton. And I'm like, no. And I was like, it's just every time. And, and yeah. so when somebody said, well, have you, you've watched The Chosen, right? And I'm like, The Chosen? So it just was not going well. And, but here's the thing about this The Chosen is a TV show. I'm not sure what channel it's on. I'm sure it's on somewhere, but, if you if you just Google like the chosen, here's the cool thing about it. It's a different business model. Let me pull up the app since we have nobody in Clubhouse at the moment. And it's a it's the business model that I was like, huh. And so when you go to the chosen and you go to play something, it will say, well, right now uh, is spread the word. The word uh, has been uh, one million. Wait, yeah. Uh, views, 21, 24, it goes up and up. And when you go to to play this, they really want you to watch this on the app because you can then Chromecast it and Applecast it and whatever. But when you first start it for 10 seconds, it's like, hey, this this particular view that you're watching has been paid by somebody. Like this is how it's free. Somebody paid for you to watch this. Would you like to pay it forward? And when you click on it, it's like it – defaults to like 150 bucks. Like you could have a hundred people watch this for 150 bucks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we can't. But I'm like, if I slide it all the way to the left, it's, it's 10 people for, I think 15 bucks. So it's, it's this whole pay it forward kind of thing. So I, mm-hmm. and everybody that said you haven't heard the chosen and then everybody, cause it was me said, Oh, you need to read how they're doing this. You'll enjoy that almost as much as the content. And so it's actually the thing I like about it. It's really well acted and if I was a female, all the disciples are buff. So that's a bonus. Yeah, you know. it probably wasn't that way. But, you know, <laughs> they're clean. They have white teeth. Yeah. They're buff. Like, I, you're like, I don't think people were working out back then. I don't, you know, I'm yeah. not sure that was If a you're thing. pulling in fishnets, maybe. I don't know. But uh, in, in, yeah, a, maybe. in one scene, <laughs> Jesus did say, not too shabby. Like, that came out of Jesus' <laughs> mouth. And I'm like, that, was that phrase around in like, you know. So it's well, to be fair, they were speaking, you know, Koine Greek, not, not necessarily English. So I guess there's some latitude. Yeah, there. So it's, uh, but I, I like the fact that they're like, Hey, not here's a different shabby. business model. Yeah, and if you, yeah. the more you slide this pay it forward thing, then it's like, Ooh, you get an early access to season two. And if you go all the way to the right, then like they'll make breakfast for you. It's it's, but it's a whole pay it forward kind of thing. And I was like, very interesting. So kind of interesting. we do have a question out there in the chat room. If yeah. you want to from the bow hunter, which one do you yeah. see? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I see. Uh, I'm looking to upgrade mics currently using the blue snowball with well, it. Yeah. There you go. Cringe. 
That's 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 definitely yeah. That's not good. Um, not, not not bad if you get it right close to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the Audio Technica two thousand five. Is that the right one? Is that the yeah, the twenty one hundreds? AT two thousand five. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I only have USB hookups right now. Any thoughts? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's basically the Samson Q two U, which is still in my backpack. Um, the ATR twenty one hundred and the AT two thousand five are very similar. Uh, the yeah. 2005 was just like the cool version of the 2100. It was black. It was black. It had an on-off, a bigger on-off switch. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely. Flatter on-off switch, which I think is yeah. not easily, not as easy to, you know, on these 2100s, that switch kind of sticks out. And it's easier to, um, you know, accidentally click on it and and turn off your mic. Now, not a big deal. You could turn it back on. But I've had a few folks who I've been doing sound checks on these things. You know, when we used to send them to people and then, you know, they'd be talking, their mouth would be moving. You can hear them. And I'd be like, oh, turn on your mic, you know? And so the, the, the 2005 is, has a flat um, um, on off switch. Pretty, pretty nice. I do recommend Dave. I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't mind straight USB on these things, but you know, for 50 bucks, you can get that, that M audio, you know, um, uh, what do we call those things? Sound. Uh, it's a USB interface. Yeah. And, and plug them in XLR. And I, and I think, you know, if you, if you, I think $50 is pretty affordable. The M audio ones are good enough. The, the thing I like about them is you get, um, you really get a headphone amplifier on the way back. You know, when you're USB into the back of these things, it's a terrible experience. I, people who don't know how bad it is have never heard it a good way, <laughs> you know, and they're like, Oh, it's fine. You know, but it's bad. I think USB monitoring is bad. Yeah. The thing I like, cause I don't, we we differ on that opinion. I don't hear a whole lot of difference, but I will say the 2100 headphone experience is a bummer because their volume knob yeah. is crazy. Yeah. The the Samson Q2U I like because their volume is on the top of the microphone. So that I don't mind. I need to test this. I need to I need to go in USB and then go in Oh, it's not a great ex- it's just muffled. Like on all those mics, the USB, if you plug your, if you plug your headset into the back of them, it's just muffled. And you can, I think you can go into the PC or the Mac and adjust some sound settings or something, but I don't want to, like, I want a knob. Uh, and so for me, it's just worth it to have a head, have a headphone amplifier on a device. So you hear exactly what the mic sounds like. So that M audio is a way to do it. You get the presonus of the focus, right? And step up mode two, a step up above that. So you've got some options and for 50 bucks. Yeah, uh, I think Behringer's got one for seventy five. So you got some choices in there. Audio interface is the word I was looking for earlier. So um, yeah, that's what that'd be my recommendation. And I forgot to mention that uh, if you're listening to us on Clubhouse, which they're not, we have nobody in Clubhouse right now. Uh, you can raise your hand if you're watching via live. You can go to there. We go the M Audio M Track Solo. Um, if you want to. If you want to jump into the video and ask your question, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Or if you're uh, listening, well, anybody that can hear this is already here. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And you can ask your question via chat, just like Sean did, which is very cool. So, yeah, that's uh, the snowball, like Jim said, is you have to set that. I think it, it like the Yeti, has different pickup patterns. And I've had people that... If you get that thing on a stand and get it right in front of you, you can get a better sound out of it if for some reason you, you can't get that. I did get a note from my Sweetwater uh, sales guy, 
And he said, hey, you might want to put the word out that, and you kind of, it's always interesting when you get it from your sales guy, you go, really? Hmm. Or is this just, but he was politely saying that he sees shortages on the horizon. Oh, there's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and I was. Now, now they're inventing artificial shortages for stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we're running short on air. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, we'll see. Oh my gosh. Um, Elaine says, I disconnected my stuff to take on a trip, and now Audacity doesn't play back through my Zoom pod track P4. How can I fix it? In Audacity, when you uh, set it up, you there is a, a, th- a thing there that says, hey, this is my microphone, and this is, my, uh, this is what I'm listening through. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here real quick. And so here... You have this little picture of, oh, it it would help if I finish sharing my screen. So this is in the uh, upper left-hand corner of Audacity. You'll see a little picture of a microphone, and you can see where mine is set to a Rode uh, caster. And then over here, a little bit in the middle of the screen, if you're in Audacity, you'll see a little picture of a speaker. And this is basically saying, this is my input. That's the little microphone. And the little uh, speaker is, what's my output? So for some reason that it's not coming through the P4, you would want to, you know, make sure your P4 is selected next to that little speaker. Then you could plug your headphones into that and you should be able to to hear it. So sometimes, sometimes on windows, if you're a windows person and if you've replugged it in via USB to a different USB port, a physical different port, it'll do, it'll try. Sometimes it'll think it's a new device of some kind. And so it may have audacity may have lost that mapping. So just go in, like Dave said, just go into audacity, drop that down. If you don't see it there, it's not connecting properly. Just check your cables, make sure all those things are kind of plugged in. Kind of, and then of course restart your computer. If you, if you still have, if you haven't done that yet, sometimes disconnecting, connecting and disconnecting USB cables can cause windows to kind of just stop in that area. And so a quick restart may help you out. Yeah. Jason, uh, in the chat room is saying he also got an email from Sweetwater. So speaking of Sweetwater, if you go to supportthisshow.com slash Sweetwater, that is my affiliate link. And if you feel like buying stuff, uh, it's highly appreciated. But uh, yeah, I, I imagine um, Gary says they also mentioned the price increase. I, I would imagine, you know, we I think the numbers from May were like 5% inflation here in the United States, which for a month, 5% in a month is severe. Like it's a lot. That's the most we've seen in a while. Um, I think if you're on the fence about buying some equipment and you have the cash, I wouldn't borrow for this for sure, but right. if you have the cash, uh, now would probably be a good time to, if you can find it to pick up gear you've been waiting on. I just don't, I, things aren't getting cheaper and I don't think you're going to, with short supply in certain areas, you're not going to find, it's not like they have an overstock of things right. and prices are going down. So I don't, I don't normally recommend, you know, that, but I think just with the situation we're in, if you were holding out for something, you might want to pick it up just as soon as you can. Yeah. If you didn't pick it up via prime day. Yeah. Um, did, did you, did you pick up anything? I, I was in day? Texas. I totally missed the whole um, thing. It was like, I got the occasional email from, from Daniel, uh, about some things that went down and, but all in all, I missed the whole thing. How about you? Did you pick up anything? No, nothing. I, I didn't. It just wasn't a, I, I'm just not in the market for anything at the moment. I kind of have everything I need, you know, we're, we're, we're just in a spot where things are good. And I like, I like my setup. I know that sounds weird. We're supposed to always be working on something, but 
No, that, that just hasn't been, um, that just wasn't, I saw the deals come through and I'm sure there were some great ones. In fact, chat room, if you, if you saw some great deals on podcasting gear, drop it in the chat room so we can, we can highlight it. Yeah. I had someone at the conference ask me, they're like, have, have you ever thought of upgrading to an SM7B? And I go, you know, I've, I've played with one in a conference and I put the headphones on and talked into it and my wallet started to get really, really hot and I just backed away from the microphone. But all in all, I'm pretty happy with how I sound in the microphone. I like this one because there's not much of a, a proximity effect, which means the closer I get to the microphone, it doesn't change the tone. And SM7Bs are not cheap. And even the, whatever it is, the Shure MV7, their kind of USB version. And I just was like, you know, if you're happy with your gear, you know, don't, don't worry about upgrading and things like that. But um, now, now would be a really good time to be happy with your gear. Cause yeah. I, I think we're just going to go through a period over the next couple of years where things are going to get kind of expensive and hard to find. And, and some of that, those kinds of pieces and that'll, that'll eventually correct itself, but it would be a good time to, I think now is a good time to focus on your craft, <laughs> like get in there get good at what you're doing, get some serious audience feedback. We're, um, we're moving into the new studio at Gallup. So I've been talking about this for a year because it's been done for a year, but with COVID, we weren't back there. They'd made some mistakes when they built it. So I went in. Uh, so all this week I went in a couple of times and I had to get PCs reimaged because if a, if a, you know, in a, on our network, if a computer's off the network for a certain time period, it gets kind of kicked off and then it can't get back on. So the PC guys, our tech support guys had to rebuild those images. So I got some work to do there installed my quad monitor. Um, you know, I've got a four monitor set up in there, uh, installed those, those to get those set up. And then we have new panels coming. So I have these big six foot panels that have Gallup, 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 mm-hmm. you know, on the thing. And those get installed on Monday. And so we'll do some next week. I'll start doing some sound checks and go back, kind of go back into the studio there. And it's, Dave, it's super quiet. They soundproofed it. I've got soundproofing on the inside of it. I mean, they really have done. I have an on-air light that I can flip on. And, you know, shh, people around, it doesn't matter. It's soundproof. So we're, <laughs> we're in good shape. Um, so, uh, so some cool, like I'm really, I'm kind of for the first time looking forward to settling in at work and just doing some podcasting from the Gallup studios again, yeah. which I haven't been all that excited about uh, for the last year, but I'm getting, I'm getting pretty pumped about getting back. So I think it's a good time to kind of settle in and just do your craft for a while. That's it. Uh, Kyle, uh, he says, Hey, I borrowed a PR 40. I don't have the jingle. Sorry, kids. Uh, and, <laughs> and connected it to my mixer, but I sound tinny. He goes, my ATR 2100 sounds good. What is the difference? You know, what is different about the PR 40? Is there something more you need to do? Well, I know it's more gain hungry, uh, but if it's, if it's actually affecting yeah, the, yeah, the tone, no, the PR40 doesn't need it. You, no, you okay. think it would because yeah. you have to jack up the, the gain so much. I would try the old unplug it and plug it back in because if it's affecting the tone, I would think maybe it's not a – that's a weird one. Blow on it. Yeah. Like it, yeah, you just have to do for those video <laughs> Electronics, games. Electronics, yeah. And then, and then tap it, put a pencil on the side, maybe. No, um, was it in, in Kyle, was it all the channels? Did you run that across? I mean, you could have a bad preamp. Well, that's it again. It's, um, we, we have a, uh, demon possessed CD player at my church that can't figure out if it wants to work or not. And we thought we had figured it out, uh, cause it worked one Sunday and then it quit again. And we're like, these things sat here for a year and a half doing nothing. Yeah. 
So. Yeah. Well, and dust is surprisingly hard on mixers. Like that's the, yeah. that, and some of those, I mean, it's just as we're talking about mixers, you got a mixer sitting there. It's had dust falling into it now for the last year and a half. And the very first time you run that slide and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you blow those out, right. Get some, get some air in there and get those things kind of cleaned out. Cause it's going to be a little scratchy. That's weird. He says that he changed channels still sounds weird. But it sounds okay on my uh, Zoom H4. Huh. Must must be something with the preamps, you would think, that's, right? That's in that Mac mixer. I mean, it, in fact, that a 2100 would work, but the yeah. 40, the 40 wouldn't. I'm assuming same cables. Yeah. So, you know, start start troubleshooting um, everything, you know, start eliminating things. See, that's weird because it's because I would I would start to say, ah, it's got to be the, the PR40 but it sounds good on his other device. And that's when you're like, where's Mike Phillips when you need him. Right? Remember Mike, <laughs> Mike, I Phillips. haven't seen him. Remember? Yeah. I've not seen him in forever. Man, that's a voice from, the past. from the past. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's yeah. Cause he knew, man, he could oh, go everything. in. I remember when the 2100 came out and the Q2U and he was digging apart. He, he single-handedly sold everybody on the ATR 2100. Yeah. Like he was the very first, I think, the very first one to say 21. I, I, I mean, I bought one cause he said so. Yeah. And I, I they audio technica, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he made something off of that cause he made that mic something and it just spread like wildfire. Yeah. I think if I, if I were to guess why Mike isn't around as much as he used to be, I think he got what, like when the marketing people started to show up, Mm-hmm. He was he was the one that's like ah another snake oil salesman. I, he was always kind of on beating that drum, and I was like, I think I don't know. I know he had a radio show. I know he had a podcast. So you yeah. know, it'll be the new uh, the game for children. Where in the world is is Mike Phillips? Yeah, uh, I just haven't seen him. I think it, those were the blab days too. Yeah, when we were doing when we were doing all that stuff, I just haven't seen him. I haven't seen a lot of those guys from that era for a while. So just could be the bubbles separated. You know, for a while they could still out there be doing a ton of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, how do you get your creative juices flowing when you feel stuck? And I was like, you know, there, there's something we haven't talked about. Yeah. It's, and I think it's a really good question. And I think it's different for everybody. I mean, I, I know folks who put headphones on and just blare music, right? Um, like rock and roll, crazy, whatever, inspirational. That just kind of gets them all, you know, gets them all pumped right. up. I know folks who do the opposite, right? They get, they go mellow or they go into full sound isolation. Um, so I, that's one way, you know, how, what's sound music, yeah. what's going on around you. Yeah. So that'd be one way. That's why a lot of people, for me, I get a lot of great ideas in the shower mm-hmm. because you're not, your, your brain just kind of shuts off. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. you're just more focused on, okay, I don't want to drown in here. That's really all you got to like worry about. Well, same thing on a flight though, right? You yeah. can't do it. You, there's, there's not a lot else you can do. I'm super creative on a flight. Here, that's a, uh, so, so that's one, uh, I, I'm, if I'm stuck on like, I don't know what to talk about. That's where I will start looking at books. I'll go out to blogs, uh, where normally I just focus on whoever I'm talking to and what I'm seeing and things like that. But if I'm really like, huh, don't know. Uh, so I will look at other people in some cases for inspiration and see what they're doing. And like, like the thing with that app I was talking about with the pay it forward, I was like, ah. Uh, all right, let's write that down. Let's dig into it later. This might be something I could bring in. So I have a lot of stuff in Evernote 
that are like, huh, you might, you know, if I dump some water on this, it might grow into like a real idea kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Gator says the shower is a great deliberation room. And Dan is saying one way he likes to get his creative, creative juices flowing is to step away. Yep. Go for a walk, remove screens for a while, and then come back with fresh eyes. That is great, especially if you're trying to, uh, Kyle, when it comes to like troubleshooting, uh, there. when I was in the copier world, there was a guy that was like the closer like if nobody could get a machine fixed, you sent in Rick, uh, Rick Plant, and Rick would come in, and there are times, and he would look everything over, and he'd test things, and pro- and if for some reason, nothing jumped out really obvious, he'd be like, all right, time for a cigarette. And I'm like, yeah, but we're we're here to fix the machine. He goes, just trust me, I need a cigarette. So he'd go out, smoke a cigarette, chill out, come back in, and now he hasn't, now he's not staring at them, he's coming back with a fresh set of eyes, yeah. And nine times out of 10, he would like walk over and go, Oh, you know mm-hmm. where it is. This is unplugged click. And it, so, yeah. Um, he says, Gator says, I take walks with my wife. That's always good. Even when you're not in a, uh, uh, you know, creative juice of, uh, deficit. She usually has an outside looking in. Yep. There you go. Different perspective. And she usually has great ideas because I'm too close to it. That is again, I think so many times we're, we're way too close to it. So, and he says, she's my associate producer. There you go. Give her, and she gets as much money and, and she does. yeah, make sure to yeah. put that at the end of the, the credits. I did see that. Um, if you, again, going back to this chosen thing, if you slide the, the, the slider way over and you're paying big bucks, you can be in season three credits. So that is a little bit, I see people do that in Patreon. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else I do. Uh, but yeah, it's either, I either dive into my audience or, or the opposite. I just, step back or like, you know, sometimes I'll get inspiration from something else or whatever, you know, whatever I'm looking at, is there something here that would apply to podcasting or things of that nature? So sometimes asking somebody who's totally outside of the space and say, Hey, I got this thing. I know you don't know anything about it, but let me just, I'm going to ask you a question and just seeing it. It's it's the same effect of, you know, going outside for a break and coming back in of asking someone who, doesn't have a vested interest. You know, we, we got a question about microphones. We immediately say, oh, Q2U 2100, right? right. 2005. But there's probably, I mean, Blue makes a, I think it's an M100 or something. That's a pretty good mic. Why don't we rec? It's in, it's 100 in the same price range. Does the exact same thing. Why don't we recommend that? Because we're, we're, in, a, we're in our bubble, right? And so getting out of that bubble and asking someone else, um, you know, Hey, what, what do you think can be, I think can be really, really helpful. Find somebody who doesn't know anything about podcasting, podcasting, casting, and ask them some questions. There we go. I'm glad you did that because that's a great example of, of an edit that I will leave in. Uh, and, and I realized when I, uh, when I was interviewing, uh, my last episode, I interviewed Adam Curry and I went to say things and I said, Kings, it was kind of like kings, and I was like, eh. and I was like, do I go back? I could replace that word, and I was like, what are you worried about? Like nobody even noticed it. Quit obsessing over stuff because I I did talk to people this week that were spending like five and six hours on a twenty minute episode for editing, and I'm like, yeah, you you have the scalpel out. Go back to the rubber mallet and and smack the easy things, but don't go crazy on that kind of stuff. Um, Craig over at uh, uh, Inglaeus podcast. Uh, every so often, I sit down with my co-host over a beer. There yeah, you go, and brainstorm. That's a good one. 
It's a good one. If you're not a smoker, beer is the yeah, next best thing. That's it. <laughs> the next best thing. Yeah. Uh, Looks like we uh, we fixed the lanes problem, too. Did we? Yeah, switched the USB ports on the computer, picked up the Zoom, but need to restart. Yeah, when in doubt, reboot. Turn on the Zoom before I opened Audacity and Bringo. There we go. Yay. We've, uh, our work here is done. <laughs> so um, Kyle says there are little Zoom mics, the ZDM1. Are they any good? Are there no? Are there any good cheap mics? Oh. Like, yeah. I mean, we had you this, get what you pay for, right? We had, and that's the answer yeah. we got. We had that question. Somebody said, "Hey, uh, at the conference, they like we, you know." And the biggest problem is my guest. If I'm doing interviews, my guests sound like crap, and they're like, "Is there any like twenty dollar microphone?" And I, there was a headset, I guess, that people were recommending, but it makes women sound horrendous, unfortunately, because there's I, apparently it just makes them sound shrill. Um, and so that's where we all kind of went Q to you. Like, yeah. it's just like, you know, and, and then there was one guy that's going to buy two Q to use and do the thing that you used to do and put in a label to send it to the next guest. So it would take a lot of planning and he'd have two and you know, all this stuff and a lot of foam packaging. And, and I said, be sure to tell them to unplug the oh my so, gosh we we broke a handful of those that way that would be a great method except we had some folks who just held on to them forever and then you you call right. them like three weeks later and you're like hey can you send that mic oh you wanted me to send it <laughs> yeah we wanted you to send it can you i mean it, it we had these instructions it was right. really clear you know send it back to us here's a return label yeah. Oh, okay. And then two weeks later, I mean, they just didn't care. They were right. like, yeah, I'm too busy. Yeah, a- I'm too busy to breathe today. I just can't. I am so busy. You know, it's like uh, that. We kind of quit. I mean, we broke a bunch of mics and we had trouble getting some of them back. And I just kind of said, you know, I, I, I'd almost rather have crappy audio, you know, well, uh, and, than dealing with that. And what some people were saying, and I, and I definitely get this point, it, I don't know that most people can say this. And that is if somebody, if you get them online, especially if you don't know them, like, Hey, can you either send me a, a link to where you've been interviewed in the past? In other words, I want to hear what kind of sound you have. And if they have bad sound, you go, uh, no. Yeah. You have to go buy a microphone. Like, and, and they're kind of saying like, again, there were a lot of publishers in here and they're like, look, if you're an author, invest $70 in a microphone. If you want to promote your book, it's like, it's part of the deal part of promotion, you know, write it off as a tax thing or whatever. But, uh, uh, Sean has some good news. He says, Hey, I just purchased the audio technica 2005. It'll be here Wednesday. So very cool. Yeah. It's uh it's a good one. So, uh, Gator says that's the mic I use the bow hunters. Uh, and it really works well using dynamics. You need to find that sweet spot to talk from what I've been. He's really happy with it. So um, go, go back to Mike Dell's comment. Mike Dell is in the house. He says nineteen dollars, not a bad mic. mic. Notice he doesn't say it's a good mic. Yeah, it's just not bad. And Mike has a doppelganger. I literally, when I walked into NRB, it just it looked like Mike with about thirty more pounds on him. Um, but I, I walk in, I'm like, why is Mike Dell like moderating a panel at NRB? I'm like, well, because he's Mike Dell. Of course he is. And then I looked, and I was like. No, that's not Mike. And if it is, he had the COVID-19 was more like the COVID-40. like 40. I was like, holy cow. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, Gabriel, Gabriel says, uh, that might change my life. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good, all those are good mics. And once you get the good mic, check that bad boy off the 
the list. Like I said, you know, people occasionally go, why don't you have an SM7B? I'm like, because I've checked it off the list. The mic is done. I'm happy with the the one I have, and uh, we are are good to go. Um, <laughs> Mike says, I haven't left Michigan in 19 months. Yeah, uh-huh. so. Uh, yeah, we know exactly where you are, Mike Dell. We know <laughs> we know where you live. <laughs> uh, and I think we all have one of these. Gabrielle says, I have a graveyard of Mike starting at 2010. What should I do with them? Uh, it's called eBay or Facebook uh, no. Marketplace. If they're broken, though. Oh, just yeah, if they're broken. Take them, to, take them to Best Buy or one of those places, and they'll recycle them for you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I just get, I have, just, just clear them out. That is on my list of like, sell your stuff before it becomes completely worthless. Well, okay. Hold on. Hold on. You might, this may, I, I normally agree with you, Dave, right. and we'll, we'll do our awesome supporters here in just a second. But with the way prices are going on things mm. and the way ship shortages are right now, like you might want to reconsider that. So depending on what it is, and this would be for everybody. You now might be the time to clear out your old technology because people are having a hard time finding it and you probably get top dollar for it if you do it right. So this is the one time I'd recommend it. Normally I'm just like, just recycle it. It'll be fine. Yeah. But in this case, if it's working, yeah, yeah, maybe it maybe it's worth it to get it on there and get it sold. I remember when uh when I had an apartment and my uh brother said uh, you do realize you have a mixer in every room of your house. Cause I just, <laughs> I had old ones from bands and stuff yeah. because every time I go into a room, it's like, Oh, there's a mixer in the corner. I'm like, yeah, that's just, you know, I don't know what to do with them. So yeah. Yeah. No, but right on. I guess I could give them to uh, an awesome supporter. If they need one Our awesome supporters, you can find them over at, and I'm sorry, Jim, I'm leaving you hanging. No, that's okay. okay. I can make my own. That's I'll make good. my own. That's sound. good. Cause I, <laughs> Uh, I was like, wow, that's a really good coffee. It sounds just like you're pouring coffee. Uh, Well done. Uh, So we're talking about awesome people like James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little doggy, uh, people are bringing their dogs on planes now. They're like little things you stick in their their feet stick through. And I was like, I'm seeing much more of that. But uh, those people need to be listening to James over the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little uh, four-legged friend there. He's got all sorts of short shows, long shows, all sorts of shows. If you love dogs, check out the Dog Podcast Network. And then we always thank our $20 supporters, people like Ed Sullivan over at SonicCupcake.com, Brock over at Occupied Podcast. So if you're into occupational therapy, check him out, OccupiedPodcast.com. Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. So if you want to improve your your speaking and your editing time and things, you know, boost your content, Toastmasters101.net. Max Trescott up in the air at AviationNewsTalk.com. So if you like all things flying and planes and pilot kind of stuff, check him out, AviationNewsTalk.com. Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards, which is dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world. They've been around since 2017, so they're coming up on five years. Find him at LatinPodcastAwards.com. Shane over at spybrary.com. So if you like all things espionage, uh, check out spybrary.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com. If you have horsies and like horsies, they have, I think, 17 different shows about horses over at the Horse Radio he, Network. He's doing a road trip, right? Is he doing a road trip? Doing a road trip. And it's funny because he asked, hey, do you want me to send in like clips from the road? And I can't wait to hear these because I'm thinking he's running into internet problems because he. He offered to do that, and I haven't received a single one. Maybe so, he just got busy, but yeah, those would be great to have. Yeah, 
but I'm sure he's going to have plenty of tales from the road. Uh, Greg over at Debt Shepherd, where he's teaching financial wellness. So if you want to get a little better grasp on your money, check him out, debtshepherd.com. Uh, Greg over at Indie Drop-In, if you've got a true crime or a comedy or a scary story, he has an audience that's looking for your stuff. You go over to IndieDropIn.com and send him your uh, episode, and he will put it out in front of his audience. Uh, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. Find him over at BabyMountainRadio.com. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. That's also where you can see our $10 supporters. And if you're like, well, I don't really want to do the monthly thing, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. There are all sorts of ways over there to donate. You can buy my book. You can sponsor Jim's mug, all sorts of stuff. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. So thanks for everyone for doing that. And uh, let's see. So here's the question I get all the time on advertisers where it's an oldie but a goodie. We'll bring it back. How many downloads do I need to get an advertiser? And the answer is, as always, with every podcast question, it depends. It really does. I always use I love the example of the guy I had on a couple months ago that does a show for speaking of dogs for about dog walkers and you know, pet sitters and things like that. And he got a sponsor, even though he doesn't have you know, whatever it is, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 downloads per episode after 30 days. He's nowhere near that, but he got a sponsor because somebody makes software for dog sitters and he has their exact audience and they were like, hey, we, we want to pay you money to get in front of your people. So it really does depend. And I always say sponsorship typically for like 90% of, you know, podcasters, if you're trying to do the whole downloads per episode kind of thing, it, it doesn't work. So we do have a question from, um, oh, this is great. Jason says, Manscaped approached me about what appeared to be a cold email. Exact same email, one month apart. Yeah, that makes you feel warm and special. Hey, you're swell. We love your podcast. And then a month later, hey, you're swell. We love your podcast. We do have a, uh, uh, somebody's chiming in here from Facebook can you explain a little bit about sound characteristics? Dave's your voice is more crisp and Jim is different, more soft and boomy. Uh, two different mics would be the first one for that. I tend to turn the volume up to hear Jim and the same volume level. Dave's voice would come through too strong for me. I can hear a difference, but I don't know the terms or how to manage those qualities in an interview. Well, there are two ways to make things more clear. I could turn up the treble or I could turn down the bass. So, uh, I, as I look at my meters on the roadcaster, I'm going up to about minus 18, which is kind of weird because that particular metering system, I would not say is the most helpful thing I've ever, most accurate thing. Uh, Jim, if you tell me what you had for breakfast, I had some yummy granola. Okay. So Jim was a little quiet. I've turned him up a little more and that's just because, I'm so used to doing this. I didn't even check my meters before we started, but yeah, Jim always is. Uh, and I'm not sure why, because you're not really eating the mic, but, but you, when I listen to this back, you're always much more bassier than I am. And there's nothing you yeah, can do about that. You're not yeah. going through a mixer where you're boosting the bass. I am not. So I'm not. No. And uh, Ed and I talk about this all the time. Uh, when I, I meet with that every Sunday and, and we chat about it, I, it is a characteristic of StreamYard too, in that what we're sending through, I think, the there's also a difference, Dave, when you produce the podcast 
you do some things like you, do you, you don't use StreamYards audio, right? You use local audio to do it. Is that right? When you're for the audio that goes into the podcast feed, what do you do? Yeah, I take the stuff from the roadcaster. If I'm using the stuff from StreamYard, it's because Dave forgot to press record. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and it's a good backup. Yeah. Uh, my voice is lower than yours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, it just, I'd have it to just talk is. like this to sound yeah. like Jim. Hey. It just is. And then I think the 2100 that I use has a different audio dynamic than the, the RE20 or 320 that you're using. And you do have kind of a crisper higher that, yeah. that I think that that brings in a different kind of a different audio quality than what I'm getting. I am concerned about the audio volume, though. Like you and I should on on StreamYard, you and I should be the sim should be similar volumes. It tries to balance that out. Now, maybe because I'm bassier, I'm a little bit quieter than you. I don't know. I'd love to hear from others in the chat room. Am I typically always quieter than Dave when we do this? Just just some of your thoughts uh, out there in the chat room. Because I know in the past when I do this, I always notice that you're just more bassy and I was like, eh, okay. And, but volume wise, we're usually pretty close to the point where if I throw a compressor on it, we're good. I don't, I, on occasion I will use separate tracks and, you know, maybe EQ some of your bass out. But most of the time I'm like, because it just, it's one of those things where there's, again, you can go as deep as you want with some of this stuff. I'm like, is that mm-hmm. listenable? Is that, is that going to be so annoying that uh, it's going to make people tune out? And I'm like, I am, more than, most of the time, like, yeah, that's fine. It's really not that that big a deal, does, but maybe it is. Does Facebook get the same feed that everybody that YouTube gets? Is that all coming from yeah, StreamYard? Yeah, so it's it, not a different not a different feed there. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, it is it is tricky. Yeah. I, Miss Eileen says. Uh, by the way, Miss Eileen, uh, congrats on two. Oh, it's a lot. Two thousand. It's not two million. Two thousand. Uh, subscribers on our youtube channel oh nice it might be two million it's miss eileen i mean everybody loves miss eileen two million is so, a lot dave yeah. i mean that's a lot um i maybe 20 20 miss eileen put, put yeah. how many you have in she that. got a, she i just saw a thing on her she was like congratulations on she got a lot of subscribers so nice um two yeah, million views two million views i knew it was a million oh, okay. yeah Good. so awesome. i saw one with a <laughs> Or uh, YouTube's gotten ridiculous. I saw one the other day. I had like 147 million views. And I remember when we celebrated a million. So it's gotten pretty crazy. Um, Miss Eileen also says Facebook adds compression. So maybe we're getting, maybe as we're going out to Facebook, um, we're, yeah. we're, getting, we're I, getting compression. I send it to the School of Podcasting private Facebook page. So that's, it, it goes out to YouTube and it goes out to the School of Podcasting members. And then, I actually did a presentation on this yesterday, a behind the scenes of ask the podcast coach. Cause it is interesting. Cause when I get done, it's interesting. Cause I basically make two different podcasts. One is the 90 minute version without the coffee pour and without the awesome supporters. And the thing that really messes it up. And I've, I've figured this out is I put in chapter markers in Hindenburg. And unless you select every channel, when you delete something, your your chapters don't follow you, so you then have to redrag that. So I figured that out, and I've also found out if I go in, and I've been trying to remember today to put in markers, then when you delete stuff, the markers stick with that. So I do that, and then I, in YouTube, I go in, I download the full version of the YouTube 
channel. So there's the 90 minutes. Then I go into the original one that was 90 minutes and trim it down to 60 minutes. Now, why do I do that? Because that's the one that's already got a bunch of views. It's got a bunch of likes, right? Chat room. It's got a bunch of likes. And uh, <laughs> so, so that's uh, uh, some stuff to that. I, I do behind the scenes though. Um, yeah. Anyway, but 2 million views is huge. Well, yeah, it's gigantic. I mean, 2 million of anything is, is a pretty big deal. Dave, I think you're the RE, the RE three twenty is a little higher too. Like, I mean, our, I don't know if our voices are that different. I think the twenty one hundred naturally puts a little more bass out, and then for whatever reason, your three twenty is a little crunchier, a little higher, huh. little. It's it and it's different. It's weird because your sound here is different than when you do ask when you do school podcasting, which is weird because it's the same. Like, I don't, I don't. I know, I know. I'm always trying to figure out. Ed and I are always trying to figure out why. It's why live. Uh, it's a probably know? because when I on the school of podcasting, I run this through Shep's Omni Channel primarily uh, for the noise gates, okay. and uh, I add a hint of bass and a hint of of top end on that. Yeah, because it's super clear on school of podcasting. It's super yeah. clear, but you get we get a little bit of just kind of high end crunchy on w- huh. when you're live. Just when you're live. Well, maybe I need to. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible, but it's noticeable at times. You know, you're kind of like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So uh, we always, I've always, we've always kind of thought like maybe you're running it. You got an effect that you're running just live or you're running it through another piece of equipment. That's just live. Mm, No. And listen, we are now we are literally splitting hairs about sound. (laughs) Like we need to bring Chris Curran in here and he'll be like, well, 21.7 21.7 megahertz or 21.6 <laughs> megahertz what's this play at <laughs> something's going weird yeah well Whoa. anyways okay we did have another question here I, I picked this up in facebook uh this is andy says and I, I thought this would be great for you what's everyone's thoughts on having a break possibly seasons in their podcast mm-hmm. uh we've done a weekly podcast for about a year now without having a break even adding uh, the odd extra episode here and there. We've seen a big fall in listeners over the last three to four months. And although I think our sound and content has improved, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem reflective in the listeners. Is it worth having a break and launching? He says in quotation marks again, after a few weeks, uh, be interesting to know what you all think. So um, I'll let you go first, Jim. If you need a break, take one. Yeah. If you don't keep going. You know, it's just in do what works, do what keeps you sane. I think sometimes we think too much about the listener. We get all psyched out about, oh, if I'm gone for two weeks or two months, they're going to, you know, go listen to something else. Yeah, they probably will. They're going to move on. You've you've left them. They're going to move on. Will you get them back? Maybe, you know, it's it's a very good possibility. Um, But if you need a break, take one. I don't know if a break is a strategy. Like, I don't know if you're like, okay, we're, here's how we're going to grow our audience. We're going to take a break. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, yeah. even we're, we're on, you know, we did six seasons of theme Thursday for Gallup. And then the resource, Micah, who my, my co-host for that, uh, just got really busy. And so we stopped doing it. And I'm continuing to load that channel with highlights every week. They get a three minute, which is what they really wanted. Anyways, they wanted shorter, not longer. So we started loading that channel with, um, with highlights. Uh, we set records uh, doing it that way and we're not producing on a weekly basis. 
that's a way to do a break. So a, a break is a strategy, probably a bad idea. If you need to take a break, probably a good idea to, uh, to get one taken. I don't know, Dave, what do you think? Well, for me, the whole seasons thing wasn't created for Joe podcaster doing Batman in the basement. It was created for serial who has a team of 18 and is taking 18 months to create, you know, nine episodes. Those people need a break because there's a lot of research and things like that. And so, but I'm with you. If you need a break, take a break because I am starting to hear stories of people that like physically it, it takes a toll on your health because you're stressed out so much about your podcast. And I'm like, no. And all you have to do is say, again, if you let your audience know, hey, I have some things going on in my life right now and I need to take care of. And I appreciate you as always for being a listener. Uh, I will be back on this date and we will pick it up from there. But right now I need some time to take care of some things in my life. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, forget it. I'm going to unsubscribe. Now they might go listen to somebody else, but I don't think they're going to unsubscribe and they'll probably come back, but uh, don't. And if they do, are they really that engaged? That's true. That's a good point. Let's not, let's not get, you know, let's not get crazy about this thing. It's just, <laughs> just take a break. And if you need one, take it. If you've got content, you can put in there instead, do it. Yeah. But you know, if you get, you got to take care of yourself first, Bingo. your audience can come later. Yeah. Craig says, I'm thinking of moving from weekly to every two weeks just for the summer, but he's concerned about losing his audience. I think if yeah, you- you're going to lose some audience doing that. You are, but that's okay. They probably weren't that engaged anyways. Like let them go. If they come back, then, oh, that's, that's not the, that's not the right analogy, but, <laughs> but I, I think it, you know, let them go and, and you, you'll, you, you need to refresh, right? You need some time to refresh. Yeah. Mike is saying you could always do reruns. Not a bad idea. Uh, that could be interesting. Daniel is saying not podcasting is taking a toll on his health. Yeah, yeah but no, he's yeah. got, he's got the right. Uh, He'll be back. Yeah, his priorities are in. Uh, He'll be back. That little one will get a little bit bigger and then there'll be some time maybe again uh, to jump back in. Yeah. And then uh, someone in the chat room says, you know, batch, you know, record a bunch as long as they're quality. That's my whole thing. I, that, and that's the thing you want to avoid is like, well, I know it's Thursday. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I said I'd do it. You know, it's, uh, that's that. When I hear that, I hit stop immediately because somebody's about to waste 20 minutes of my life. Yeah, you've run out of things to talk about. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, that's don't don't admit that. Just get in there, or just take, or just don't do it. Yeah. So like, take a take a week off. I took this week off uh, from from home gadget geeks. I had a friend in town, and it, man, it was great just to be like, yeah, I don't. I, last night I was a little lost because. <laughs> Friday nights are my, you know, editing night. Yeah. I, I spent an hour or two getting it edited and moved around and all that stuff. And I have found, we've talked about this on the show. I found breaking up my process over the weekend has made it much more manageable. So, you know, record on Thursday nights, edit the audio and video on Friday nights, um, uh, publish, write the show notes and publish Saturday. I do part of it Saturday morning, the next part of it while I'm listening to another podcast for me, breaking up that process rather than one long marathon, gotta get this done. And then you hate it. By the time you're done, right. you just hate it. You're like, I don't want to even see this thing anymore. Not even my peripheral. So, you know, you're just like, get it out of there. So I, 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 I have found that's worked really well for me. Yeah. Dan says, uh, I went from weekly to a whenever schedule. 
And he said, really no audience change. Consistency doesn't always mean the same day of the week of the month. Yeah, when uh, he doesn't do it anymore, I think it's safe to say that Ray has pod faded the podcaster's studio. That's the one he did before he did podcaster's roundtable. And Ray was on a very, whenever I find something good to talk about, I will talk about it schedule. And I didn't mind at all because I knew when I saw one come down my, you know, in my app, I was like, ooh, Ray's got something to say. And that was actually meant I was going to go and, you know, click play on that first because I knew he had something to say versus, oh, I wonder if this episode is going to be any good. So (laughs) Mike Dell says, I am the king of inconsistent. Uh, The other thing you want to do if you do take a break, because A, you've done the right thing and you've announced it, is when you come back, do not apologize for being gone. Just say, hey, I'm back. I see a lot of people, and I understand that. I think it's it's sweet and uh, it's honorable that you feel bad that you've kind of you know left your audience, but I see people that will literally spend five minutes apologizing. And they're like, you know, grandma died, and then this then, and they're like... I was busy. I was crazy busy. How many, how often do you, like, we're yeah. all crazy busy. Like, Stop using that term. We're all crazy busy. You know, drives. Oh, I'm super crazy. Yeah, everybody is. Just relax. If you need to take the week off, Dave, I actually have had listeners thank me for taking time off because it gives them a chance to catch up. Yeah. And that's the They're thing. Like, you know, I'm behind. Can you take a few weeks off? That's the strategy. When you do yeah. take a break and you announce it, say, hey, I've got, you know, whatever, 57 episodes to listen to. Go and, uh, and check those out. Uh, Gator says, if you have good content, people will come back. If, uh, uh, if I miss a week, I get DMs about where's the show. If anything, they'll be more eager to hear the latest. I did that by accident. I, I had a bunch of uh, podcast rodeo shows, and I had scheduled them out. And apparently, I had three episodes less than I thought. I, I basically didn't post them. And so I had people say, hey, uh, where's the show? And I was like, what do you mean? Where's the show? I've been posting there like, nope, you haven't had an episode in like two weeks. And I was like, oh, oops. So that's really kind of good that you have somebody go, hey, like, what's up with the show? Are you are you killing it? And I was like, so I put one out. And then at the very end, I did say, hey, I might change the schedule of this. And I explained the podcast rodeo show was a show that was one of my test shows wasn't supposed to go on forever. I was testing Pinecast. It's okay as a host, not my not my top, but not there. There are worse. Uh, I did it to drive traffic to the podcast review show, which it's failed at miserably. Uh, And, you know, it was supposed to be a quick show and I kept adding more stuff to it. And I went, so here's what's going to happen. All that stuff that I added to it. Yeah. We're we're going back to bare bones minimum. And, you know, I I was thinking of doing it only if somebody paid me, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, you know, and there, there will be a time. And that's one of the, one of the speakers at uh, the conference had a thing about, you know, we all do, we keep adding more and more and more to our life in the end. It's like, what is like the thing you're trying to do? And I was like, yeah, I got too many podcasts. Uh, like if I really wanted to make the school of podcasting, this shining beacon of podcasting, I was like, I'd have to whack a couple here just to to get the extra two hours here, four hours there. And it's, it's one of those things where I can jokingly say, cause it's the truth, no wife, no kids. So I got more free time, but mm-hmm. you you can still give a lot of that away and go, Hmm. So know what you're gonna do but uh wow holy cow look at i know the time. time goes fast doesn't it so uh jim what is coming up on the average guy.tv yeah i took the week off so no new podcast but you know what i got a whole bunch of really good ones out there that you probably haven't heard um is yet 
one of our favorite hosts uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Um, I got a chance to be on his show. So Uncle Marv, who's in the chat room, uh, I got a chance this week on Wednesday to do Podnuts Pro Live. So if you want to go out there um, and listen to that or go to TheAverageGuy.tv, Aaron Lawrence is always a good listen. So you can get that um, as well. But Uncle Marv, thanks for having me on. It was a ton of fun to talk about home automation and, and tech stuff. He's a great host. So Marv, thanks. And on the School of Podcasting, here's the fun part. I honestly, I know it's the second part of my interview with Joe Salsi High from Stacking Benjamins. And it's, it's a part, it's the part where Joe and I talk about something that's really important to podcasters that they should know. But because I did that interview like a month ago, I don't remember what part two is, but whatever it is, it's coming this week. Uh, also in the future, I'm going to talk about, I had a really weird thing happen with the Adam Curry interview. And that is, as I was editing it, I really was like, ugh. I, and not that Adam was bad, but I really was like, this goes against lot a lot of what I teach in some ways. And, and what I mean by that is, in some cases, Adam answered my question, but he didn't answer my question. And I've had more people say what a great interview that was. And it's really odd that I was like, ugh. You know, not awful. And then I had like... People are like, oh, man, I'm listening to Kyle. Kyle wrecked his bike. He was listening to the interview and uh, wasn't paying attention. I, I, I totally engulfed him. And uh, so that might be something that I talk about in the future on the School of Podcasting is the difference between interviewing another Joe podcaster and interviewing somebody who is seen as a celebrity. So that might be coming up in the future as well. But uh, thanks to the chat room. Thanks to podcastbranding.co. And stick around for some post show.